0: you all enjoyed that like I did it was immense and joy he is the mighty conquer I'm sure my wife appreciated that tonight because that's her favorite song and solo the mighty conquer fancy rinse the a veil in two now it's Brother Eckberg was just telling me we have a vista all the way from Stockholm tonight so I don't know the brother right, right but we're Very happy that he's here, along with the rest of you visitors, with our little meeting. Now, brother from Stockholm, these people here are are used to a lot of sunshine, and just a little cool weather is kind of hard on them. Of course, we Eskimos up there, this would be our summertime, so we'd just be having a good time in this. Up in the northlands, when we have services up there, sometimes the people drive. 35 and 40 miles over icy roads and blankets around them and everything. Look like they just enjoy that cold weather. But when your blood gets a little thin, you know it's kind of hard, I guess. So, um, then coming down here with thick blood, then the hot weather nearly kills you, (laughs) And, but you got a beautiful country here, and we're very happy to be visiting with you. Now. Uh, Tomorrow night, I believe when I just drove up outside, that I heard them announcing Brother Wormle and Brother Eckberg was going to have a group of specials tomorrow night. Hope I can get here a little early myself to get to hear those marvelous songs. I'm just so happy to get them. And I I love them so well because God is in music. God, I think... Wonderfully, you know I've got a a radio at home, and I just wouldn't take anything far. And when I can get a little time off and get out in the yard, and the Lord turns it on, well, I I tell you it's wonderful. And and you know when I go out fishing out in the wilderness, I I find my radio out there. God turns it on out. You know what it is? Bird singing. I I I live on Mockingbird Hill. Where all the mockingbirds are up there, and all night long you hear them. They'll fly up in the air and fly back down, and just sing and sing. Many of them call them nightingales. I studied them a whole lot. I often wonder why it is that they sing so much. And the nightingale sets with his eyes upward. There'll be a real stormy night, and when the clouds come back, and as long as you can see one star shining. He'll start singing just as loud as he can, because he knows the sun's is shining somewhere. It's daylight. Now I've often thought teaching, many times preaching and nature, how I love nature, because that's my first Bible. Now that's the way we are. As long as you can see somebody getting saved and coming to Christ, you know Christ is still in the business somewhere. So if somebody being healed or some sign that our Lord Jesus is still, the doors of mercies is still open. So we ought to raise our heads back and sing to the glory of God when we can see that one visible sign. You like to look at God in nature? I just love to watch him in nature. Now, before we start tonight to read the scripture, um, there's some letters and handkerchiefs here with names on them. And we're very happy to pray over these handkerchiefs and to send, let the needy come get them. And if you happen to fail to miss yours, why well, see some of them, and then you can write me. All right, thank you, brother. Um, you can write me, and I'll, I'll be glad to send you one from home or a little, a little piece of cloth, what it is, is what we really have. And you know, in the Bible... In the Bible, we have uh, a case where St. Paul took the handkerchiefs off of of his body, handkerchiefs and aprons and so forth, and sent them to the sick and the afflicted. Now, as I said the other night, many people anoint them. You know where I think Paul, he was a fundamentalist, you know. So you know where I think Paul got that from the Bible? How many would like to hear where I think Paul got it? All right, I'll tell you where when the Shunammite woman, there's a prophet used to come by her house all the time by the name of Elijah, and she would entertain this prophet and his servant Gehazah. Gehazah was with him to keep the people away from him and so forth and to help him. And um, so she said to her husband, let's build a little house, on the, a little room on the side of the aisle, she put a, a candle there and a bed and... Oh, a little bucket for water, and what more that the little room needed. And he said, go ask her what I could do for her, speak to the king or something or another? And she said, no, she didn't care for that. So he said, well, what's wrong? And she said, well, the Gehazel said you don't have any children. So Elijah got a vision from the Lord and told her just about the time it was going to happen. And so the baby was born, and when he got about 12 years old, I'm uh, he was out in the field one day with his daddy. Now, I believe he must have got sunstroke or something. He said, My head, my head, about 11 o'clock, out in the harvest field. So his father had him packed the house, sat on the lap of his mother. And while he was on her lap, is a faithful woman, a Shunammite. And she, the baby died, the little boy. Now, I want you to watch that woman. She took him right straight up in the bed where that prophet had been laying and laid him on the bed. Now, read between the lines just a little, and you'll get what Paul was thinking about. Laid him on the prophet's bed. What an appropriate place to lay him. On, the, on, the, dead, on the, the dead baby, on the prophet's bed. And she said to his servant, saddle me a mule and go forward, and don't you stop us, I bid you, and go to the prophet. They said, why, he won't be up there. He said, it'll be all right. Now, notice this. When she got close to him, the prophet. The prophet didn't know what was going to happen. God hadn't revealed it to him. They don't know all things. It's just as God will reveal. See, it doesn't, like the woman touched Jesus' garment, he didn't know who it was. God has to do those things.
1: So he said, "Um,
0: here comes that Shunammite, and said, she's worried, she's troubled, and God's kept it for me. I don't know what's wrong with her. And so when she got close, he said, is all well with thee, is all well with thy husband, is all well with the baby? Now you women, listen to this just a minute. She said, "All is well." Think of it. Thank you, sweetheart. You're
1: a mighty fine little girl. God bless you,
0: honey. All is well. Why? She wanted to get to God's representative, which was the prophet. And God was in Christ. We know, or in Christ, and He was before Christ came. He was representing Himself in the prophets. And now today he's representing himself in the church. Isn't that right? Representing himself in the church. And um, so he said, um, All is well. Thank you. She, re- she was before the prophet. All is well. Now watch. And then she began to reveal to him what had happened. The baby's dead. Her husband's broken hearted and she is. But all is well. Could you think that right? Knowing that Jesus Christ will pass through these lines tonight and heal a portion of people that's in here, and perhaps these people here on these ambulance stretchers here will probably be up on their feet walking around after a while, going out of here rejoicing. What do you think about it tonight? Is all as well? I see a little boy sitting there, bless his little heart. I hope this is his night. And over here too, and this little laddie. I don't know, they're both in little wheelchairs, and I uh, and here's a lady sitting here in the wheelchair, and I, I just hope that this is the night for every one of you. But is all well? Everything's okay now. See, all is well. She's before God's representative, and then when He told her what was the matter, now look what Elijah done. He told Gehazi, take this staff. The staff is what he had been handling. Said, so take this staff and go lay it on the baby. Now Elijah knew that everything that he touched was blessed. Now, the woman, if he could get her to believe the same thing, all right. But the woman didn't believe that. She knew God was in his servant. She didn't know about no staff, but, but she, she knew about him. She said, I'm not going to leave you. And so, but I think that's where Paul got, laying, taking handkerchiefs off his body. The people seen and knew that God was with Paul, and whatever he touched was blessed. And so I think that's where Paul got laying handkerchiefs on the sick called Elijah sent a staff in your hand and laid it on a dead child. So I think that's where Paul got it. However, it was a token to the people that they believed that he has represented himself here on earth in the form of the Lord Jesus, and Lord Jesus has returned to heaven and come again in the form of the Holy Spirit. And is sure working in His church, and that's why we're going to pray over these just now while we bow our heads. Our heavenly Father, first we want to express to you our gratitude because that we can call you our Father and know us sure that Thou art. Just to know the many false religions in the world tonight, worshiping idols. Worshiping the fleas and flies, sacred cows, Buddha, Mohammeds. all oh, at the thousands of idols. But yet there's one true and living God. All their founders and philosophers died, was placed into the grave, and that settled it. But our blessed heavenly Father, Sunny Son, that said, I have power to lay my life down and take it up again. And he proved it. And here he is, after 2,000 years, still moving among the people, as he did here on earth, as he moves in his church. A church 2,000 years ago, when they seen their pastor, the Saint Paul, that you were speaking to him and revealing and ministering, they'd taken from his body handkerchiefs and aprons, And you honored it, and unclean spirits went out of the people, and they were healed. Now, Father, your beloved servant, the great apostle and saint, has come home to you many hundreds of years ago, but thou remainest forever, and tonight these people who is confident in thee and joining your humble servant to pray a prayer for them. By the means of these handkerchiefs, I lay my hands over them in commemoration of your word and ask that every one be healed. God, you know what they all mean. You watched him when he was writing these notes. You even know when the material was cut out, what it's going to be used for. And here it is tonight, laying here. May it find its destination. And when it's laid upon the sick, may every power of sickness and affliction move from the bodies of the dear people who suffering. Almighty God, liberate them and they go free. Grant it, Father. Now bless us in the reading of the word tonight and speaking. Heal all the sick and afflicted and save the lost and call back the ones who are wayward and gone away from thee. For we ask that in Jesus' name, thy beloved Son, amen. The a, a brother pastor here says you can get the handkerchief immediately after the altar call tonight, he will have them for you. And thank you very much, and may the Lord grant that each and every one of these, where they're represented, when they find their resting place to who they're determined to go, may God grant that everyone be healed. Now, I wish to... Uh, read again tonight or just a few moments say I finally did dismiss just five minutes late last night I'm getting better my folks told me that I was just a little bit shorter on it last night the people got in a little earlier now for tomorrow morning I speak at 7 o'clock or 7.15 at the Christian businessman at Glendale. I think that's kind of a closed meeting to businessman Otherwise, I don't know. And then Saturday morning at the Full Gospel businessman at uh, Los Angeles at the Clifton's Cafeteria. The program will be on the air. The Christian businessman, very fine, brethren who sponsored my meetings many, many places, I find them to be very fine group of men. And if there's any businessman in here tonight that's Christian, I'm sure if they got a chapter in your neighborhood or somewhere, I trust that God will send you to them and join up with this fine bunch of spirit-filled brethren, for they're a fine man. And this other group also down here, I think the, the one in Los Angeles is full gospel. This down here is mainly Methodists, Baptists, and so forth. Only uh, some full-gospel people were there. A Pentecostal, which is the full-gospel, too. And we, ever, we sure find a bunch of fine men everywhere we go. Anywhere you find Christians, no matter what nation they're in, they're real, real genuine people. I stood some time ago just to show you, brethren, you know, I think today I hear the news coming at Mr. Mollentower or what his name is, up in Russia. Oh, they couldn't get any settlement fussing about Germany and whether they're going to united or not. You know, the thing of it is you're leaving off the main person in these meetings, the Lord Jesus. He died that all men might be brothers, while we're up there in Finland. Maybe a Swedish brother here tonight remembers the instance when here in America saw a vision of a boy being raised from the dead. Many of you know of it. And the little boy was found laying just exactly where the vision said and he'd be just the same looking child. Many of you knew about it. Many of you people here had even heard me tell it a year or two before it ever happened. Told just how it was. Is there anybody here that had that written in their body? Yeah, look at their hands, sure.
1: Told them how it would happened
0: and all about it. Because it's every time, it's word by word the way he says it. And when that little lad was raised up from the dead, when the state man there signed a notary seal to it and so forth, it's his own name that he was witnessing when it happened, that night when they take me down to the place where I was to speak, for over six city blocks, you couldn't even get in the car. And little. Uh, Finnish soldiers, little boys, hadn't even shaved yet, just little smooth-faced boys, not over 16 years old, had big boots and long coats. They killed all the soldiers off. The only army they had was just kiddies coming on. And they were taking me down there that night, and there stood Russian soldiers on the street, that Russian salute, tears running down their cheeks. And they would take a hold of those fins when they get around a place and put their arms around them and hug them and kiss them. Brother, anything that will make a fin kiss a Russian or a Russian a fin will settle wars forever. It takes the blood of the Lord Jesus. And those communists, anti-religious. They were standing there and some of the brethren had asked them, what do you think about that? said, we'll accept a God like that, that's got power, sure. We're ready to... To confess to such as that, but not all this, in churches and laying up all the wealth of the nation, laying up in a church somewhere and live no different from the rest of the people. I don't blame them much myself. That's right. Yes, sir. If he's God, he's God. If he isn't, why, he isn't. Either right or wrong, all things. Now, over in the scriptures we read tonight from Genesis 22 to continue our story, How I like to read about Abraham! Isn't it marvelous? I just love to read about him. Now, in the twenty-second chapter, and the seventh and eighth verse, and then for a text out of the fourteenth verse, seven and eight of twenty-two, Genesis twenty-two. We read this, and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, "My father," and he said, "Here I, here am I, my son." And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Now the fourteenth verse. And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah-Jarrah, as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord it is shall be seen. The Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. Jehovah, Jireh, the Lord will provide for himself a sacrifice. Now, Jehovah in the Old Testament appears to the human race in seven compound relative names. That he was going to be to the people. He appeared first as Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide a sacrifice. Second, he appeared as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee, Jehovah Manassas, Jehovah our banner, Jehovah seven compound redemptive names. That God appears to the human race as the all sufficient provider. For everything that we have need of from the beginning to the end. Now, last night we were speaking on Abraham. And we left him where God appeared to him in the name of Almighty God. And in the Hebrew word was used the El Shariah, which means the breast or the, uh, the breasted one. The all-sufficient One, the strong One, the life-giver, and we give the illustration last right side as the breasted, breasted One. Now the compound word, the um, the word breasted, like how could we ever take Jehovah Jireh out of the Bible? or Jehovah Rapha, the healer, and except Jehovah Jarai, the Lord's provided sacrifice. And in all these compound names, they were everyone met in Jesus Christ. He was Jehovah Jariah, the provided sacrifice, he was Jehovah Rapha, the healer, he was Jehovah the Banner, Jehovah the butler, Jehovah the peace, Jehovah the shepherd. All those compound redemptive names was applied to the Lord Jesus. You couldn't apply one and take the other away. And if they was not applied, he was not Jesus, the Son of God. Uh, you know, they're inseparable. You can't, you can't separate God's compound names. And if one of them was applied to Jesus, all of them was applied to Jesus. So if he's God's provided sacrifice for sin, he's God's provided atonement for healing. The same yesterday, today, and forever. When he was sure on earth, he said, As Moses lifted up the brass serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. For the same reason. Moses lifted up the brass serpent for a compound reason. Why? Because the people were backslidden chidden against God and against Moses. And uh, Moses lifted up the brass serpent for the forgiveness of sin and the healing of their body. And just as the brass serpent represented Christ, he was lifted up for the forgiveness of our sins and the healing of our body. He appeared to Abraham as Jehovah. Jehovah Rapha, he appeared to him here as El Shaddai. Oh, we could take each one of those and stay here six months and never get out of it. Just taking it from Genesis to Revelations right back and forth. I love the Word. The Word of God is established. We may hear a lot of false fang dangles and a lot of things that isn't true and may but that Word is Everlasting. God's eternal promise. And remember, you can mark me down on the paper of time and put it in the history when I'm passed on, that when I appear at the judgment bar, I say this, that every divine promise of God in the Bible is true. And if you'll take the right mental attitude, Towards any divine promise of God, it'll bring it to pass. Remember, don't forget it. If you, personally, you can take the right mental attitude towards any of those divine promises, it'll bring it to pass. It's, now, if you don't, a fellow met me here not long ago and, and said, Oh, Brother Ball, I don't care what you'd say, I don't believe in divine healing. I said, It's not for you. He said, Why? Well, I said, You're an unbeliever. It's only to those who believe. That's the only one who can receive it. it, is believers, not to unbelievers. It's just to those who believe. And so that's the way God deals, only with believers. And Abraham was God's called-out elected servant and prophet. And God met him and kept encouraging him as he waited for the fulfilling of the promise. I wish you'd do that to me. That's why you're here tonight. That's the reason these people are laying here on these stretchers tonight. These parents have brought these little children. Something in them. They heard others being made well. Here they come. What is it? It's the same thing God encouraging you on. Believe. So it appears that Abraham in the name of the old Shaddai, the breasted God. One, physical healing, the other, spiritual healing. Whatever you have need of, just take it from God. Two resources, two places. The, and I notice, like a mother with a little baby, as it said, when it's gentle and it's sick and a poor old fellow's all upset and lost a lot of weight but the mother takes the baby to her bosom and she rocks it and as it's a getting well it's nursing from the mother bringing her strength into the baby and that's what it is tonight madam and sir you all along here all of you sick When you accept God's promise being your personal property, it is. Then you lean on His bosom, and you're nursing every day strength where the cancer once eat you up, where the TB has withered you away, where the affliction has caught you. Satan's been into your house and crippled you and left you that way from a fever or something. But each day you're leaning on his everlasting arms with your head up on his bosom, nursing from the Word. Hallelujah. Nursing from the Word. And notice not only that, but the baby who's fretting and upset, while it's a nursing way before well. It's satisfied. Well, it's a nursing. And every believer, every man that cometh to God must believe that he is in a reward of those who are diligently seeking. And every believer coming to God when he accepts God's provided weight, his sacrifice, as he leans upon the bosom of God to trust for his healing salvation, whatever it may be, he's satisfied. Don't jump about from pillar to post, not tossed about by every wind of doctrine, but he's satisfied. God gave the promise; I've accepted it. That settles it. So I'm satisfied, just right here. Oh, I've had experience of that, friend. One Mayo's clinic told me, in their great break, he said, "You can sit in that council of doctors." He said, "Robert, you can never be well. Said you've got gurgitation. Your nerves carrying one way, your blood flying the other. Said you can't, never, never be well. Said because it lays within another realm, and we can't get into that realm." My heart started failing me. I said, "You mean I'm washed up?" He said, "That's just exactly." That old doctor sitting there with his arms crossed, twitching his mustache, about 20 doctors sitting around, he said, that's right. I said, well, God hasn't told me that yet. <laughs> I walked out of the place, my wife crying. Then I went to the hotel to lay down, and I said, God, what can I do? He said, don't believe that, I'm with you. Hallelujah. I come out there with a big smile on my face. I said, praise the Lord. I'm healed. Why? Well, I said, you mean you're healed? I said, sure. <laughs> he gave the promise, and I've accepted it. She said, I said, I'm so hungry. She said, well, I'll go get your body water. I said, open me up a can of beans and fry me a hunk of ham. Give me some onions and a piece of cornbread. I'm, I'm really going to eat. yes. The promise. When you get it out of your head and get it down here, something takes place. Jehovah, Je- How are you going to do it? I don't want to know. He's already provided the sacrifice. I just had to walk into it. That's all. Didn't seem to be any different for a while, but it sure hit. worked a little later on. I never did weigh over 125, 28 pounds. I weigh 170 now, so <laughs> I feel fine. Why? Because He's still. Oh Sharia, just as confident he's going to do it because he said so. Sure. Oh and Abraham. Ninety years old now. And he said God appeared to me, he said he was there, oh Shadiah, I'm an old man. My wife is is eighty years old. Old grandmother to be or was looked like. And there she was, the real old woman, he had an old man with gray whiskers hanging down, but said, praise God, we're going to have that baby. God's son said, so just keep all the bird eye, and everything ready, because we're going to have that baby. Oh, my, the people said, well, that man's got kind of a little bit off of the head, no wonder He stayed out in the wilderness too long, but he knowed where he was. That's right. No matter what, the outside world said he knowed where he was standing, for he had Confidence. Staggered off the promise through unbelief but was strong giving praise to God for he knew that he was able to keep that which he had promised. And if Abraham could do that and we've got nearly 3,000 years of witnesses since then with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and his presence here with us now and supposed to be Abraham's seed let us rise in the name of righteousness in the name of Christ and believe God if we're Abraham's seed. The devil's tossing you about from pool room to bar room and everywhere else. Kick him aside. Take over. God promises. I don't mean to yell. This thing may have a loud voice, but I, I get to feeling pretty religious sometimes when I go talking about that because that's right down the home stretch, you know. So I uh, thinking there. Nine years old, well, he said, if you're ill, shall I? You're the bosom. I'm leaning right on it. God, I may be an old man. I might have been born sterile. Serial was also. And she's many years, probably 40 years now, past menopause. But glory to God, we're going to have the baby anyhow. You promised it. So we're going right on believing it. age means nothing. What does age mean to God? My. Only last, another ten years elapsed. Now, Abraham's a hundred. Mine. Sarah's ninety. Re- the Bible said they were both well stricken in age. Little grandmother with her little cap on, little shawl going around the house. Oh, Abraham, his shoulders all stooped over, great white beard on his staff as he walked around, still praising God. And the Bible said instead of getting weaker, he got stronger all the time. Be more glorious, do a greater thing than we call ourselves Abraham's seed. Not enough faith to dot an I if it was ink. Notice, that's, I, I didn't mean it that way, excuse me. I, I, I was I had my mind, go, go, Holy Spirit trying to lead me one way and me trying to jump another, I suppose. But, look, I didn't mean it like that. Like I, I meant faith's pretty weak. If we go to thinking about our father Abraham and him without the Holy Spirit... We got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He was under the sacrifice of a lamb which could never take away sin. It just covered sin. But we we're under a sacrifice that put away sin, demolished sin, divorced sin. And then with the faith that we got, but yet they were not made perfect without us. They're looking to us to move on. Now, here we are, around 100 years old. And one day Abraham, after a Lot of chose to go down and have the big time in the city, perhaps maybe he would come down in Sodom there, the well-watered plain you know, The easy road is not always the best road. The best road is find the will of God and then travel it. Amen. That's right. Find the will of God no matter how hard it is. Just raise up your hands and say, I'll take the way with the Lord despised you. Started in with Jesus. now oh, Lord, I'm going through. And Miss Lot went down there and maybe become the president of many ladies' clubs and so forth down there. And Lot became the mayor of the city or whatever it was, backslidden, away from God, down there amongst those perverted people. One day Abraham's setting out in the barren land where there was not much to eat. The cattle was poor. No water drank hardly, but... He was doing what God told him to do. One day while sitting out there on the earth, he had to look out and he saw three men coming. And he looked at them and quickly—he didn't have to wait for a month. Quickly, being a spirit-filled man, he recognized one of them to be Almighty God and two angels. That's what the Scripture says they was Almighty God. And he come up and Abraham run and fell down before him and worshiped him and called him Lord, capital, L-O-R-D, Lord. And he said, will you just come by a few minutes for me, a man with tired looking Jehovah God himself, all tired, just all over his clothes and probably Gabriel and Michael walking by him in form of human flesh, said, so drop in just a moment. Oh, you've come this way, you've had favor, I found favor, you come by, let me get a little water and wash your feet and rest yourself, take a little piece of bread and refresh yourself then you can go on. Well, I said, just go and do as you've said. They sit out of the tree and Abraham runs to the tent, said, Sarah, measure out three, measures of meal right quick and knead it and sift it out and put it on the hearth and make some cakes. He ran out into the herd and fell around till he got the fattest calf he could find, had it killed and dressed, and come back and brought out to eat corn cakes, veal chops, buttermilk or milk some sort, and butter. And Almighty God eat cornbread, veal, eat butter on his... Corn cakes and drinking the milk. God did it. Some time ago, I was speaking. All you know, that uh, preacher wrote me a letter. He said, Brother "Abraham, getting next to yourself." He said, "You mean to say that was God?" I said, "It was God. It was God." Well, how did He get here? Well, did He just get? He told Abraham, "Is anything too hard for the Lord?" Well, sure. What was it? It was a body he was representing himself in. Well, God owns everything. He just reached over and got a handful of atoms and a little petroleum, some cosmic light, and blowed it together and stepped right out in it. That's all. He's the Creator. Fixed the other angels up, and they walked up there in human flesh, and while they were in human flesh, they were hungry. Hallelujah! I know I'm excited. May look like I'm excited, but let me tell you something. To know that our Father—what's a human body made out of? A little bit of uh, oil and a petroleum, some light, a few atoms, and a little phosphate and calcium and so forth—all coming out of the elements. Why He just spoke it into existence. Stepped right out, out into it and represent himself and talk with human voice. That same God. The other day I uh, my wife sitting back there, I was combing what few hairs I had left. She said, Billy, you're pretty damn bald-headed. I said, But thank God I haven't lost a them." them. She said, Where are they at? I said, Where was it before I got them? They were somewhere. They caught they was and they are not. And one day they will be again.
1: Hallelujah! Wherever they was at the first place, they are now waiting for me to come to them some of these days.
0: This old wrinkled up body is going to change one of these days. I'll go back to being a young man again. He was only showing Abraham what he was going to do. God sat down with his back to the tent. There were Sarah. Said she's in the tent. Said about according to time of life. That is, is with ladies. He said, "I'm going to visit you about that time." And Sarah's tent went. (coughs) Laugh. He said, "Why did Sarah laugh?" With his back. The Bible said he had his back to the tent. That was quite a mental telepathy, wasn't it? Why did Sarah laugh?
1: Sarah said, "Why not?"
0: Said, "Yes, you did." (laughs) God in human flesh, recognized what was going on behind him. The same one that rep- uh, known where Philip found Nathaniel. The same one that's here among us tonight that knows everything about you. He's still God. God had a need to talk to Abraham like a man, so he made himself a body and stepped into it. And that same God of ours has every bit of calcium that is ever in your withered up body? Hallelujah. Only thing he has to do at the time of the coming of his son the Lord Jesus is just speak, and every man that ever lived and believed in him will come back to life again. He's Jehovah God, the Creator. Quit believing him. Make him big. That's what he is, he's big. Powerful. Look what he did to Sarah and Abraham there. Now you're going to have to put on your jacket for a minute, especially the ministers. <laughs> what did he do to Sarah and Abraham? After he went on down to destroy Solomon, the, morning the angels come down and seen that perverted generation of people just like we're getting today. Look at the papers and things out there, packing how perverted People is on the move because man can't be satisfied with one wife and he's living with everything, every woman that he can run around with and women the same way, and it's become just like the sin of Sodom. All the increase of the government's full of them, the nation's full of them. This West Coast is contaminated with it. I get thousands of letters down this coast of men and women and things done stepped across the line, Perverted. Giving him a mind of of that type. Notice what a pitiful thing it is. Not a remedy or medicine in the world can cure it. Only God. There it was. And well you know what God did to Sarah and Abraham there? When he stepped into that human body, God did him and them two angels. He just turned Sarah and Abraham back to a young man and a woman again. Made them a young man and woman. Sure he did. Turn about to a young man and a woman again. And notice when he did this, I could just imagine seeing Sarah, the little grandma, you know, with the little shawl on, saying, Dad, you know the hairs begin to get a little black around the side, and you know I believe some of it's growing again. Say, Mother, you know what? I happen to notice, Sarah, that the wrinkles are going out from under your eyes. She turned back to a woman probably 30 years old, and him, 25 30, or 30, the her age, to a young man and woman. Now listen, brethren, you will have to admit that God did something to both Sarah and Abraham. Abraham was hundred years old and had lived with this woman since probably 17 years of age, and no children, he had to do something. Watch. Now, young ladies, you all forgive me for this plain talk, but I'm speaking Scripture now. And watch the read between the lines. In order to have the baby, the first thing he had to do was bring, he had to make her the womb of the woman fertile. Is that right? He had to do it. In order for her to go into labor, he had to give her a strong and a new heart. A woman 90 years old couldn't do that. You know that. And another thing at that age, the milk veins was dried up. They didn't have bottles them days they fed the babies off. So they had to create milk veins and things for the mother to feed the child. God don't patch up nothing. He just made a brand new Sarah to show what He's going to do to all you old women some of these times. They don't believe on the Lord Jesus. Yes sir, He made them a young man and woman again. I'll prove it to you. They've taken a journey. Mark on the map where they went down to Greer. Around 300 miles. That's quite a journey for an old man and woman of that age. And the thing of it was when they got down to Greer, there was a young king down there named Alamech. Amalek it was. And he was hunting for a sweetheart. And all those beautiful girls around the country. And he fell in love with this old grandma. Hundred years old. Little Shaw... Line, he said, That's the one I waited for. Nonsense. <laughs> you know better than that. But the Bible said he took her for his wife. A hundred year old woman. Refusing all the young ladies and said, That's the prettiest girl I ever seen. He went and got her. Abraham called her his sister. What did God do? He turned Sarah back to a beautiful young woman again. Oh God. What I think of it. What God can do. What a hope it gives you. Look, God paints a picture. God is a God of variety. That's the reason we can believe him tonight being the God of the resurrection. What's nature? The seed goes in the ground, if you put a yellow grain of corn in the ground, it'll come up a yellow. If you put a white grain in, it'll come up a white grain. The, we're not all going to be blondes or brunettes in the kingdom of God. There will be a variety. God's a God of variety. Look, He makes great big mountains. He makes little bitty mountains. He makes plains. He makes prairies. He makes deserts. He makes oceans. He makes white flowers, blue flowers, red flowers, pink flowers. He makes palm trees, oak trees, and all kinds of trees, grass, shrubs, and so forth. He's a God of variety. He makes blondes, brunettes, redheads. That's the way He wants them. And this is just the negative side. You remember, brother, let's go back a few days. I think of this and think of my own dear wife sitting there, standing between me and the public, 35 years old, and almost total white-headed. I like to put my arm around her and say, Dear, but let me tell you, one of these glorious days, Jesus is coming. You remember, Dad, when he walked out the altar with Mother there, the children's all raised and everything now? Remember how beautiful she was in that wedding dress she had on, those shiny eyes, those rosy cheeks? That was back before Max Faxter come into view, maybe, but didn't have to have any put-on. But, and the beautiful set of hair she had. Look at her now, gray, wrinkled, her little cheeks is drawn in. You take her little old hand look at that wedding ring across it and look how wrinkled it is. Mother, you look over Dad and remember how straight he walked down there that day. He was so proud of you. You looked over and seen the shiny hair he had combed back. It's all gone now. What lily has got turned gray. You look at his great muscle that he used to stand there when he washed at the old wash bench and see his muscles move up and down and now it's flabby. Gone back. That's right. You remember that? But remember, God paints a flower. He paints a picture. He starts you up from a little child. He lets you grow up. I asked the science the other day, I said, Prove it to me, brother. He's a doctor, too. I said, I want to ask you something, doctor. He was talking about the colored people in Africa. I told him how they had to live, said they wasn't human. I said, They're just as much human as you are, I am. Right. They got a soul. Right, and they're fine Christian people when they're converted. I said, I want to tell you something, doctor. I said, is it the truth that every time I eat, I renew my life? Putting new blood cells comes from the food I eat? He said, that's correct. I said, I want to ask you something. When I was 16 years old, every time I'd eat a good meal, I got bigger and stronger all the time. Now I'm even eating better food now than I did when I was 16 years old. And every time I eat, I'm getting older and weaker. Explain that to me. If I put new life in at 16 and it still made me grow and get bigger and bigger, how am I going to pour water in a glass and fill right straight up till it gets right up to a certain place and then stop and pour the water in and it starts going down? What happened? Tell me. I said, For God has said, That's the reason. Dust I art and dust I shall return. God lets you come up to the age to your very best might have been Satan might have afflicted you. You might not have reached that maturity. That's all right. In God's mind, he knows what you're supposed to be. So he got you to that certain picture. When he got you just at the time where he was about 23 to 25 years old, you are at your best. Then he said, all right, death, here he is, but you can't take him to alcohol. And you notice, you start finding out after you get over 25 years old, you're just not the person you used to be. What is it? You're failing, yet you're eating. You're going back all the time. After a while, gray hair sets in your muscles go away, but the picture is in God's mind, and every vitamin, and every bit of calcium, and every bit of, of everything that was in me when I was my best, and when you was your best in the resurrection, it don't go nowhere, it come from somewhere, and it is not, it wasn't, then it is, then it is not. It goes back to where it was because God's only drawn in His mind a picture where what He's going to make you forever. And some glorious day, Jesus shall come. All the, look, what can death do to you? Death will keep putting you in a corner and on this sick bed and down there, but all the last thing that it can do is pull you in the presence of God. And then in the resurrection, everything that death...
1: Oh, oh hallelujah.
0: Everything that death ever did do to you will be wiped away. When God makes you up here to your right place, where you're strong and healthy and at your best, death set in. But what death done and all of its curse will be taken away and you'll be back perfect again. Hallelujah. That's our Heavenly Father. Oh, my, when we think of it, of how marvelous just said Here, come here. Stepped right into the flesh and walked down. Here was Sarah, a beautiful young woman. And Amalek was going to marry her. And so that night God appeared to him and said, Man, you're just as good as a dead man. Why well, he said, Lord, why? He said, We well, got a man's wife. Well, he said, You know the integrity of my heart. I didn't know it. She said that was her brother, and he said, that's my, that's my sister. He said, Yes, that's the reason I kept you from sinning against me. But listen. Show God's sovereignty. There was Abraham. God gave a promise to. Now, you Armethean brethren, just kind of hold your coat just a little. I don't mean to rub this in. But now, Amalek was a good hole in this man. Wasn't nothing he had done. He was a good man. And he was laying there, and there was God's selected prophet sitting out there, well... A man to say that about his wife, I don't know, see. Look what a condition he was in, backslidden. Sure he was. God told him to stay in Palestine, he left Palestine. He was backslidden. He was sitting out there telling just a small little white lie. But notice what God did. God said to Amalek, Amalek said, I know the integrity of your heart. That's the reason I kept you from sinning against me but her husband is my prophet. I won't hear your prayer, but you go out there and let him pray for you. Because I've called him. He's my prophet. And he's sitting out there even in that condition. You go let him pray for you, and I'll hear him. If you don't, you're a dead man. Amen. Kind of quiet around here but that's the Bible. All right, you're just as good as the did. Man, Hamlet got up from his dream and he went and called all his men and they began to shiver. He went out there and said, Abraham, here's your wife. And he restored the wife. Abraham was a young man yet. Sarah immediately after that, more than a year or two, had the baby that had been promised all the time. Notice. Now, you said that's what he done to Sarah, but what about Abraham? Even after Isaac died, I mean, after Sarah died when Isaac was way up a young man, old enough to be married around 40 years later. Or you said they lived longer than these brothers. Now, wait a minute. The Bible said they were both well stricken in age. That's right. And Abraham married another woman at the death of Sarah 40-something years later and had seven boys. For God, he showed in Abraham and said what he's going to do to you and your wife some of these days. Turn you back, young again. If that ain't a blessed hope, I don't know what is, brother. When he appeared there, God has helped himself a handful of material that makes human beings just spoke spoken into existence said, come here with another handful and put two angels in the side and walk down and talk to Abraham and turn him back to to a young man and prove what he was going to do. Hallelujah. We're the seed of Abraham on a road to the promise. When little Isaac is born, oh my, do I have to quit here? Give me just another five minutes, will you, to finish this so I can change something tomorrow night. See? A little Isaac, when he was about 16 years old, God met Abraham. Quickly, now. I'll try to get to my text. My, then we'll close and start praying for the sick. At about 16 years old, he met him. And he said, Abraham, I know you've been good. You, you have, you've obeyed me. I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to take little Isaac up and kill him. I'm thinking about quarter after. i better stop right here. Let's pray. Our heavenly Father, oh, it's so good to feast on the living bread of God. Time won't permit me, Father, to get up to the text just now, but maybe you'll let me finish it tomorrow night. The people here, they're working, I, I feel sorry for them out there in the fields, moving around in the plants and offices and so forth. They come, Father. Some of them are sick and they're laying here suffering. And I pray, Lord, that you'll just bless thy word now. And may they go home with this on their mind, knowing that if they're born again, they're dead in Christ and have taken on Abraham's seed and are heirs according to the promise. Let every aged man and woman tonight, as they toddle out of this building or this tent, as you come out of your tent, From an old man to be turned to a young, an old woman to be turned to a young, beautiful woman again. God let know that someday we're going out of this tent, this dwelling place, the tabernacle of our humiliation, and we're going to be changed, step over on another land where its purity, and when our feet first touches that blessed land when the old ship of Zion blows for landing we rush out it's going to be all over then sickness and cripples and afflictions and everything will be gone old age, death, sorrow all these natural things that was caused by the curse will be gone forevermore we'll be changed, turned right back why, you know wherever a bit of the calcium is and everything that goes in the human body? You know where it was before you built the body? And you've got it in your keeping and speak it right back. That's the way you did to Abraham. You spoke one into existence. The great Jehovah, standing there in human flesh, eating the meat from a calf, eating bread that he grew in the field himself created, eating butter and drinking milk, hungered in his human body, clothed in a human body, prefigure of the Lord Jesus. How we thank thee. The day you appeared to Samson and his wife, Jehovah God, stepped right in that flame of fire and went up in the sacrifice. How you appeared to Moses and turned your back, walked around, let him be able to see and said it's the back of a man. foreshowing, and yet we're told that your spirit but you have control of all life, all creation. And I'm so happy tonight, Lord, that you can even put a create a new heart in an old run down sinful man or woman. What a great father you are. Can take a sick man laying on a cot or bed or stretcher somewhere dying and make him well. The cancer ridden, the cripples is drawed up, can straighten out their limbs. Just the only thing you ask is to believe. Help us to believe tonight while we ask it in the name of thy dear child, the Lord Jesus, while we have our heads bowed. just want to ask this solemn question just now. That's why the Holy Spirit told me I was going to go ahead with that subject. He said, stop right now. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Someone in here that's outside of Christ, now I know we have a... A custom that we call people up around an altar and let them pray and so forth, that's good. But it's not Bible. The believers were added. As many as believed was baptized. Is there someone here while all Christians are praying? People with their heads bowed? Is there a person here that's away from God tonight and knows that Jesus would come, that your soul would be dead and He could not bring a dead soul back into a live body? And you'll be lost and gone, nothing to bring you back again. Just as sure as the car won't run without gasoline, neither can you run or be resurrected without the spirit of life. You're outside of God. Would you raise your hand to God? And just by raising your hand, say to Him, God, remember me. I now want to accept your provided way and come to you. Would someone raise your hand anywhere in the building? God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. That's good. I right now want to come. I've never seen it this way before, Brother Branham. I never realized what he did to Sarah and Abraham there. God bless you, little fellow. God bless you. Someone else? Say, raise your hand to Christ. He sees you. God bless you, my brother, sitting over here. Raise your hands to Christ and say, now, this is my hand to you, Lord. Someday I'm going to step out of this old tabernacle that I'm living in here, and I know if my soul is, and if it's sinning, it's going to be away from me. There's no way for me to be resurrected. While you have your head bowed, let me tell you just a little something recently happened. sinner. think of this. No matter how much you go to church, if you're not born again, you're lost. No matter how good you are and how what a fine neighbor, you're lost without being born again. I was sitting on a bench or a little stool eating some ice cream with an old Methodist minister, a friend of mine. The agriculture hour, come on, from Louisville, Kentucky. And the little 4-H club, they said had perfected a machine that would produce a grain of corn that was so perfect that you couldn't tell it from the natural grain of corn that was grown in the field. A sack full of each, pick up one handful out of one sack grown in the field, and the other handful that they'd made, mix them together, they'd both make the same amount of corn flakes, open them up in the laboratory, they had the same kind of skin, the same amount of moisture, calcium, and what all goes in a grain of corn? Every one just exactly alike. You couldn't tell one from the other no way to separate them no more, which was grown in the field and which one they was grown in the field or which one was made by the machine mechanically. But well, there's only one way, he said, you can tell them. That, listen, barium, the one that man made just exactly like the one that God made. Every physical thing looked just exactly like, but it didn't have a germ of life in it. And the one that man made would rot, and that was all of it, but the one that God made when it rotted had a germ of life and lived again. You may go to church, act like a Christian, pertain to be a Christian, but brother, if that germ of immortal life of the Holy Ghost isn't resting in your soul, you'll never raise in the resurrection, the first resurrection. Won't you think that over seriously as your brother? I speak to you and encourage you in the name of the Lord Jesus as much as raise your hand tonight to him and say, God, give me that germ of life while we pray. Father, grant it tonight. Whosoever shall do this may receive life. One more time. Look, will you raise your hand once more? Someone in the building. God bless you. I see you back there, brother. Another one down here. God bless you, young man. Someone else, I want that life in me, Brother Branham. God bless this man down here. Yes, I see you. God sees you too. All right, we'll pray. Heavenly Father, you see them who put up their hands. I pray tonight that you'll give them immortal life just now because they have believed. No man can come to me except the Father draws him and all that comes I'll give him everlasting life and raise him up at the last day. That's your promise. You'll keep your promise, Father. Something struck their heart. It was you, great Jehovah, who was in flesh that day to talk to Abraham, turned him back to a young man. You're here, speaking life. You said, no man can come to me, said Jesus, except my father draws him. They couldn't have raised their hand, young or old, unless you draw them. And when you said, all that comes, I'll give everlasting life. I'm quoting your word to you, Jesus. Now give him that everlasting life. As they have accepted, bless the waiting audience someday in the kingdom of God. May we have a great time of rejoicing, thanking of this night because of your presence and your work. For we ask that in Jesus' name, God's beloved Son, amen. The Lord bless you. Oh, my, don't the word make you feel scoured out better? Now, we're real late tonight. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. That was the Word of God, see? I'm not sorry. Just be a little more lenient and stay just a little bit. We'll start praying for the sick. Now, if you can thoroughly understand, it doesn't mean that you have to be up here to be healed. I'll only call a few people to get up here so the Holy Spirit can go to work. And as it goes to work, then God begins to move. And as God begins to move, the Holy Spirit moving on the people. Remember... As God begins to move with His church, then it brings the angel of the Lord out into the audience. People with there's many more healed in the audience. There is healed here, so we just give out prayer cards, and if, so that we can get someone up here to start with. That don't mean they get healed. Just means they come up here and are prayed for. You're prayed for out there. You're, it isn't whether I touch you or you touch me. It's whether you touch him or not. See, I'm just a man. See. And I, what could I do standing here? Look here. This microphone, you hear my voice to it. But it's a complete deaf mute unless there's something speaking in it. Is that right? So would I be. A complete mute. Nothing to say unless something speaks to you. You just yield yourself. And the Holy Spirit goes to work and confirms that Jesus raised from the dead and he said the things that I do, I don't listen for the newcomers Jesus said, I don't do nothing unless the Father shows me first a vision. What to do? St. John five nineteen. 19. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. Always, it's that way through the Scripture. And he said, the things that I do shall you also, for I'll be with you to the end of the world. A little while, and the unbelievers won't know me no more. They'll never see me no more. They'll go to church. Yeah, be very ritualistic, very pious. Long to churches, they did then, the same group that killed him. Oh, but they'll never see me no more. Yet ye shall see me. Never. That's all down through the ages. Every one of them kind of people will never see me no more. They don't want to see me, they can't see. Him. Said you got eyes and you can't see, he ears and you can't hear. But said, Ye shall see me, ye's. It was ye's then, these yes in Wesley's age, these ye's in this age, and will be yees until Jesus comes. Said, Ye shall see me. For I will be with you to the end of the world. Is that right? It's never come to its end yet, and Jesus is still here, and people still can see him. I pray tonight that he'll do something just a little different from the ordinary religious service that you've been in, that you might return home like Cleopius and his friend from the resurrection. The day, first day of the resurrection, Lord Jesus was resurrected among the people among the flowers and so forth on that first Easter April morning when he had raised from the dead. And he journeyed and talked to two men all day long and they still didn't recognize him. There's no doubt at all but what you've talked to and he's kept you having that accident and he saved the baby's life and he uh, brought these things in and helped you pay off the house. All these things he did, but maybe he never recognized it to be him. And then when he got in there, he did something that only Jesus could do himself. And their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight right quick. And they run all the way back to Jerusalem, saying, Truly the Lord is risen indeed. I pray that he'll do something tonight like he did when he was here on earth, and then you'll run all the way home telling your neighbors, Jesus has risen from the dead indeed, and appearing down there the other night, and that little group of people sitting in that little cold tent. I pray that God will grant that in Jesus' name. What prayer, We've got A, F, and H. All right, we started a new group tonight. We had we give out a hundred cards and call a couple nights from them, then we give out another hundred. And today he give out H's. And now we've been prayer card H. Turn it over and look at it. And it's the people who has it, and it's um, one to a hundred. And let's start tonight. We've been at first and last and middle. Let's just start tonight from um, I say sixty. See if we got that. Who has H60? Raise up your hand. Prayer card H60. That's good, sir. Come up here. All right. 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 2, 3, 4, 5. Just line them up. There's 15 of them. Let's try that first and see what we get. Look in your, your neighbor's card. Uh, H60. H-60. Now let's settle ourselves down, real quiet, for a few moments. Let's sing with this music, this lovely music. Oh. Missing. They're looking for them. Uh, 860 eight, eight to 70, I believe I called. Eight, or 75. 860 eight to 75. Somebody can't hear or somebody can't get up. So now look at your neighbor's cards or something. You're checking them out. All right. Let's sing like this. Now, they claim that there's a woman here with, uh, it's blind, that's got a... Dog with her leading. her. look at her card. See if she's been called. Anywhere from eight sixty to seventy five. See, let's sing like this. Now I believe, Lord, I, I believe Your word is all settled. Now I believe. Let's raise your hands while we sing it like this. Now I. Jesus coming down off the hill one day, and the disciples was down there carrying on. But they, a man had an epileptic child, and he brought him. He seen Jesus, and he come running to him. He said, "Lord, my son's fiercely vexed with the devil." Said, "Can you help him?" He said, "It isn't a question of that." In so many words, but can you believe? He said, "Lord." I believe. Help thou, my unbelief. The boy got worse right quick. Right quick, he got worse. But as he come over that spell, Jesus said, give him some food and strengthen him up. He'll be all right. That's the same Jesus tonight, isn't it? Now I believe all things are possible. Now I believe. Okay. five or six missing. So, alright, let's start the prayer line because we got to hurry. Don't make any difference. If one person, the, my ministry from the Lord is not to pray for each individual, look, how many ever read what the angel of the Lord said to me that night many years ago when this even wasn't happening, told me this thing here would happen like this. You, anybody back there in first of my ministry? Sure, look at the hands of the old timers. Has it happened just like he said? sure did. He said, you get to do this and the people will believe you. Now, those who will believe, just have faith. Believe with all your heart. God will surely bring it to pass. Amen. All right. Now, here's the man standing here by me. Hi. I never seen him. I guess in my life, God knows him. I I don't. But now what? Somebody might have went and got him. I hear and brought him over to this meeting. Say they did. Say this brother here did. I I he might have done it. I don't know. But say he did, and this fellow's name now would be uh, uh, Philip, and this fellow's name would be Nathaniel, and he come up in the line where Jesus is standing. What did Jesus do? <laughs> See. He just began to tell him who he was, what about him? And the unbelievers said that man's got a devil. He's Beelzebub. He he yet that's, that's spiritualism. That's the devil. See? Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. But Nathaniel said, Thou art the son of God, the king of Israel. Now, and the woman that was. In the audience, the blind man up the gate, all along, everywhere you see Jesus just, the woman comes from the well, and Jesus talked to her a few minutes and told her where her trouble was. Said, go get your husband. She said, I don't have any. Said, that's right, you got five. Now she said, you must be a prophet. Now listen close, so you'll be sure to get this. She said, we know that when Messiah cometh, do you believe Jesus is the Messiah? Jesus Christ? The Messiah awaited, Jewish Messiah of God. She said, we know when Messiah cometh, he'll do these things. But who are you? You must be a prophet. He said, I'm he. So she goes and tells the people in the city, come see a man who revealed my my past life to it." Now he can do the The man, the woman come up there, that was her trouble. This man come here, there's some trouble with him. Supposingly, I don't know. But God does know. Now, if God will reveal it, will that still be the sign of Messiah? Not William Branham, but Messiah. Is that right? Messiah that's raised and living in us, doing the same thing here that he did there. Isn't that Scripture just as perfect as it can be? Or it's a little against the school of thought today, but it was a little against the school of thought in that day. Man makes schools of thought of anything. But that don't change God's Word. He brings it right on just the way it's supposed to be. So many of them missed it in that day. Don't you miss it in your day? Not me now. Him. It's the day of His visitation. Not me. I'm just a poor substitute of anything. But but it's it's Him moving, working. He just gives me away a gift to yield myself to Him and do these things for your benefit, not for mine, for yours. it's for you now the man a stranger standing here but if god will will let me know this man what what's wrong with him or what's something about him that he knows i know nothing about will every one of you believe with all your heart then what about you all around here on these stretchers and cots and things you go to believe now if i was a healer you know what i do i jump down and heal that little boy and heal this person here and heal this person here and that little boy over there and this lady here i heal them, get this lady here in this wheelchair. i say, everybody's got cancer. Come here, let me heal you. But when a man tells you he can heal you, he's deceiving you to begin with. That's right. Jesus has already did that, and no man can do it again. It's your own personal faith. It's like a man say he can forgive your sins. Why, they say, well, the Bible said he gave them power. Yes, but that was before Jesus' crucifixion. That's right. The atonement wasn't made. Remember that, brother. Yes, sir. He also said, Whoever sins you remit to them, they're remitted. Whosoever sins you retain to them, they're retained. But how did they do it? Peter said the one that had the keys to it on the day of Pentecost said, Repent every one of you, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Is that right? Sure, it's not nothing man can do. It's what God has done. You a believer of that, are you, sir? being preaching the way I did it's kind of hard for me to get into the anointing of the angel of the Lord to come so that's the reason I wait just a moment you bear with me and be real reverent just for a few moments and Billy will watch me and you too and see this is a subconscious condition see it has to be I know nothing about it how could I know about this man we don't know each other we're strangers to one to another isn't that right sir raise up your hand if that's right we don't know God knows but now, if I can talk to you just a moment like our Lord did to the woman at the well. She'd come up to get a bucket of water. He said, bring me a drink. you got a conversation. Did you ever read that in St. John, the fourth chapter? Beautiful verse, isn't it? Wouldn't you like to have been standing there then, right where he was sitting on the well? Brother, it may seem very strange, but you're standing in about the same place. That's right. You realize it now, don't you? <laughs> see? When our faith begin to move to Him, you see quickly what happened? Now, right now, there's a different feeling to you than what it has been since you stood there. Is that right? If that's right, raise your hand. Now, if the audience can hear me good and everything, the man standing to me now, between he and I, looks like a real light, something going on. And the man, he, um, why he isn't here for healing He's already been healed. You was healed the other night. You had a. You're here for someone else. That's right. And uh, that's for your child, isn't it? Your daughter. That's right. And um, she isn't here. I see a wife appear on the scene too. Nervousness or something. That's right. But she is here. Then you you she is here. And you your your daughter always oh, in a state that's a different state. It's kind of a level country. A lot of wheat grows. It's not it's it's Kansas. She's from Kansas. That's where she's from. And she's suffering with nervous trouble, too. Mr. Brown, that's your name? Your is return, on. Your daughter's going to get well, and so is your wife. You're healed. God bless you. Let us say praise. Let us say praise the Lord. Do you believe? I have faith. Now, the man that's putting this around my neck got a desire for somebody. Amen. Oh, it's wonderful when he comes on the scene. Have faith in God. You believe, ladies? Only God can heal you or give you your desire. Have trouble with your head, don't you, brother?
1: Uh-huh.
0: A young man, sitting there, caused from an injury, wasn't it, brother? Okay. You had some sorrow too, having him, the dark shadow. I believe it's your wife you lost. That's right, isn't that right? Raise your hand. Well, your head trouble's over, sir. God's honored your faith. Go be well now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: See what I mean? You don't need a prayer card. You need faith. Just have faith. God will give you the deep desire of your heart if you'll only have faith to believe. Isn't he wonderful? (laughs) Now there he is still moving in the audience. While I can still see the audience, let me watch. He said, I can if you can believe. He's really... Lovely, isn't he? I see a lady praying. She's got her handkerchief up to her mouth. She's sitting right straight behind this first row here. She's got a skin disease that she's praying about. You believe the Lord will heal you, sister? You believe that He'll make you well? A little lady sitting right behind the lady with a red coat on here has got your handkerchief up to your mouth. Right here. Raise your hand up. He'll leave you. I see even long later now. It's gone from you. Your faith has healed you, sister. Amen. Do you believe him? All things are possible to them that believe. If thou canst believe, he said, all things are possible. Bring that child, aren't you, sister, sitting there? Keep having faith now. Oh, my dear brother and sister, if I could only, could only, while I know you're listening at me, if I could only express what this feeling is right here now. Oh, just how it looks to me like everybody is sort of be just all, uh, believing right now. He, Our Lord Jesus is here. That's what caused you to come here tonight. Now, it's making me weak. Of course, you can see it, even the, this cold night and the perspiration running from my hands. See, it's, it's His presence. Vision, Jesus said, I perceive virtue has gone, not from the God that was in Him, but from His physical body, the Son of God, who He was. That's the same thing here. It just makes you real weak. It's vision. If you have faith and can believe with all your heart, why well, you can receive what you ask for. Now, sister, maybe I could talk to you just a little. Do you believe me to be his servant, the servant of the Lord Jesus? You know that there's nothing in your brother could do anything for you to help you, to heal you if you're sick, but you know, believe me, that I am his servant, that I'm only trying to come here because he spoke to me and told me to come, and he'd be with me and do these things. just like you see there in the audience. Now, you know that I don't know you, and I, I know nothing of you, but God knows all about you, doesn't he? Well, if he can tell me here uh, what you're here for, then will you believe him with all your heart and will accept whatever you're for, whether it's finances uh, uh, or spiritual troubles or whatever it is, you, you will accept it. Now, may he grant it which is my sincere prayer. But all oh, a dark shadow hanging nearer the lady there it comes over her a power of the enemy, and it's a it's a tumor the woman has. And she also has a stomach trouble. That's right. Tumors in the head, tumor of the head. That's true. If it is, raise your hand. Now, do you believe his presence is right here? Come here just a moment, that I might, while this anointing is on me, just lay my hands on you, sister and ask the, the one who's speaking through me to you that he'll spare your life. Will you live for him and do everything you can to serve him? Dear Heavenly Father, thou hearest this, and the darkness hanging over the woman. I curse this enemy as your servant. I curse it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And your beloved servants, the doctors, to try to do all they can for her. But Lord... I pray that your healing hand will be with her and touch her and make her well in Jesus Christ's name, Amen. Now go rejoicing, go happy and believing. Does thou believe now, with all your heart? What do you think? It's sitting there on the with the kidney trouble, sitting there. You believe that God will make you well, sitting there. You believe that He heals you now. You raise up your hand like you did. You do you believe that he makes you well? All right, then you can have your healing. Amen. You raise your hand just in time. Amen. I go home, just forget you ever had it. Thanks be to the Lord Jesus, who gives us all things freely. uh you patience the angel of the Lord is hanging over that little Spanish woman sitting there but I come this way just a minute I can't see it won't break to a vision there's so many people praying just come here just a moment I just to talk to you lady just for a few moments I uh, don't know you never seen you we're strangers to one another Jesus knows you knows all about you and I don't know you that's right but God does but if God will tell me what you're here for, will you will you believe with all your heart? Well, there's one thing is you're bothered with is a heart trouble, and another thing you're bothered with is a nervous condition, and you're also bothered with anemia condition. That's right. And it all comes from a nerve condition that causes it, causes mainly after you've eaten Your heart's worse because it's gas from your stomach. And you're just nervous because it's a time of life for you to be that way. See? That's right. And there's nothing going to bother you. You're in the presence of the Lord Jesus, not your brother. You believe that? Will you accept it? You're not from this city. You come from another city. You drove here about 100 miles away. It's a place called Ontario, something like that, California. Isn't that right? Now, do you believe me? I go home, forget all about it. You're healed. See, Jesus makes you well.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Believe, and thou shalt receive if thou canst believe. How do you do, lady? I see you're packing a handkerchief in your hand. You believe with all your heart? You believe? You believe God to be Jehovah God as with Abraham? You believe Jesus to be his son? You believe me to be his servant? You believe that you're living in the latter days when Jesus is proving his resurrection? You might have, you've been troubled with a lot of it, but just remember... Those things only declare that there really is a genuine Holy Spirit. Now, do you believe that with all your heart? You're here for someone else, aren't you? Yes, sir. I see some sorrow. I think it was a loved one or a parent just passed away recently. Both your parents are dead, both father and mother. That's right. But you got sorrow. It's another man. And that man is crippled Or he walks with crutches. He's a brother. And that brother is not here. He's in a country where it's cold. A lot of hardwood. He's from Indiana. That's where he's from. Send him the handkerchief. And here's another thing you're bothered about. You're worried about his conditions, his spiritual conditions. Because I know you've been talking to him about his baptism. He should be baptized. Now you go, he'll be baptized. Just tell him to believe with all of his heart. Blessed be the Lord, the Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord will provide. Is this the lady coming? Have faith. Does thou believe with all your heart? What are you thinking, sir? You believing with all your heart? Laying on the stretcher? Believe. There's a spirit coming from the woman calling in the audience and I can't tell where it's at. And see, demons sympathize with one another and they call. Help. If they can only reinforce it enough to get this woman to disbelieve, she'll walk off with her same condition. There's nothing wrong with her but she's, she, they can get her to disbelieve. But the angel of the Lord can get a hold of her enough to get the vision started. Then she'll go away believing and receive. But he's calling. Yes. Right there. Got bronicle trouble for one thing. Got bronchial trouble, haven't you? Yes, her Sitting there with a the little checkered black like, sweater on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's you. You're both trouble, right? He's going to lose the battle. It lightens up. You have rectal trouble too, hemorrhoids that you're bothering. That's right, isn't it? Amen. Just believe, don't doubt, just believe. Have faith. He said, if thou canst believe, you believe with all your heart, it's a weakening of me, but a vision keeps moving around, Jim. You're not from this city. You're from a place called looks to me like that little sign out there that says Moore Park. Moore Park, California. That's right. And they call you your like Ethel and Stevens. I see you getting your mail from a post box. Two three four is your number. That's right. I run on back home be well in Jesus Christ's name. Have faith. Don't doubt. I go out there at the end of the platform and say, I ain't got no more arthritis. I'm well. I'm going home. Be well. Go do that. Jesus, make you well. God bless you. Would you come, sister? That could be an abscess. I wouldn't say for sure. I don't know you have a drainage from it, a female condition, ladies' condition. Do you believe Jesus is going to make you well? Alright, then the abscess will dry up and you'll be a well woman if you believe. Just go having faith, believing with all your heart.
1: Hallelujah.
0: You're nervous and upset. I see you trying to move to a chair. No, you're trying to get up from a chair oh, It's arthritis. Got arthritis too. Go thanking him, saying, Thank you, Lord. I ain't gonna claim that old arthritis is gone. I'm going to believe with all my heart. Have faith. You, believe. You, Lady, an operation waiting for you. For a tumor. But do you believe Jesus will make you well? If you do, let me lay hands on you one. In Jesus Christ's name, may my sister be healed thanks be to God come lady you were standing in the prayer line a while ago a real strange feeling hit you when I said to someone back in here you have kidney trouble see you were healed at the same time now that's right isn't it All right, just go believing with all your heart let's say praise the Lord does thou believe sir you're going to lay in that cot and you'll die laying there do you will believe you can get up? That chest, get up in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up, take your ambulance chair, go home. Christ makes you well. Hallelujah. Let's say praise the Lord. Do you believe that every one of you stand to your feet and accept Jesus as your healer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, may every person here be healed, Lord God, and make them everyone well. I commend them to thee, in the name of the Lord Jesus
1: Christ, I pray.